This is the Industry Matters Podcast, powered by BGM, a post-acute healthcare podcast about community, connections, and belonging. BGM is a member service organization serving durable and home medical equipment providers and manufacturers. BGM also has communities for respiratory, complex rehab, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, and orthotics and prosthetics industries. In today's episode of Industry Matters, we are talking with Todd Egan, president of OPGA, along with one of his supplier partners, ONP Insights. Todd, please give us a little bit of a background on what we're discussing today. Thank you, Mandy, and and good afternoon, everybody. Uh, It's my pleasure to have Leslie Sisson with us today. Leslie is the owner of ONP Insight, as well as co-owner with her husband of an ONP practice in the state of Nevada. And today we're going to talk about uh, O&P Insight, Leslie's consulting business. So Leslie, welcome. Thank you so much for for joining us today. Um, I'd like to start off just by, if you would please, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background in the O&P profession. Thank you so much, Todd, and thank you for this opportunity. Um, I have been in the O&P profession for nearly 30 years. Um, Time has just flown by. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, I started out in administration at the front desk of a small orthotics company back in 91. And uh, now I co-own a practice with my husband in Las Vegas. Um, Right before that, we purchased that practice about five years ago. And the year before that, I started my consulting company, OMP Insight, out of really necessity. People were coming to me asking questions and they said, you know, we'll pay you for your expertise. Will you please help us? So I thought, what a great opportunity. Um, and then our youngest son is actually a CPO as well and works alongside my husband in our practice. That's awesome. A full, full-fledged OMP family. And, uh... Yes, there are many of us out there. <laughs> And thirty plus years of experience and and in the profession, uh, congratulations! I'm sure you've seen um, a little bit of everything during your time. So, yes. Um, if you would please, could you tell me more about the consult your consulting business, ONP Insight, and what services you offer? Absolutely, I am uh, really proud of our team. It started out with just me uh, six years ago. And I was primarily doing um, some software training, workflow training, um, helping with some audits. And as I worked with these companies, I realized that there was a great need for comprehensive business training. Um, Many practices were just um, surviving. They weren't thriving. And I really wanted to help them uh, be more profitable, provide better care, um, be more efficient. And so they were helping their patients um, really in a, in a great way and, and providing good care, um, but they were struggling with their business practices, whether it was on the accounting side or the workflow side. Um, I knew that specialized training from process management to workflow to leadership was a, were areas that I could help teach um, and then also help them reach their potential in business and elevate the profession overall. ONP Insight focus right now are in areas of workflow, staff development, practice management, compliance, 
and efficiencies. And I'm really proud that we have been able to develop a team. So I actually have two full-time consultants that work with me, as well as the director of administration from my practice does specific software training um, for many of the clients that I work with. And we are adding another billing specialist to our team in the next month. That's fantastic. And and, uh, it sounds like you're you're growing quickly, and I, I will tell you, um, I am excited about the uh, relationship that OPGA is developing with you and and OMP Insight. Our um, our goals are very similar. OPGA is one of our missions is to help our members do business better, and it sounds that we have a lot of synergies there. Like I said, that's why I'm so excited about working with you. When you first come into a, a practice or start to to work with a practice, what what does that look like? Typically practices contact me if they've hit a rough spot. Either they're being audited or they've uh, received a, a letter um, explaining that they're going through a, a target and pro and educate audit. They're experiencing cash flow issues or they're having some staffing issues, whether people have left or they need more training. Um, I will typically go on site uh, before the pandemic. Uh, now I, I do a lot of things virtually, but I have begun to uh, travel again. And I do a complete assessment. And typically that starts on the back end with their AR processes. And we look at what problems they're having because that will often reveal issues that they're having on what I call the front end processes, which is intake, insurance verification, authorizations, um, the efficiencies of their workflow in the front office will ultimately show up in their accounts receivable. And then we take time and we talk through with the leadership and the staff to evaluate their communication styles and their day-to-day practices. And then after all that, we come up with an uh, recommendation, and then we deploy a process to help them, whether it's just me or if I involve our entire team. I also have several partners outside of, of my employment of my team. I have several partners that are um, CPOs and documentation specialists and HR specialists that can also come in and help if I need some clinical help or documentation help. And, and then we just deploy a, and sometimes it can be a short process. And sometimes some of my clients have worked with me on a monthly basis for the past four or five years. Sure. So can you tell me what some of the most common issues or problems are that you see the most often in O&P practices? Absolutely. Thanks for asking that question. I think that, that, Obtaining the documentation that they need, either from a physician or even internal documentation, and making sure that they are compliant and that they meet primarily the um, Medicare requirements of quality standards and supplier standards, as well as uh, coverage criteria for the LCDs, that is probably the most challenging area. Um, and sometimes they don't even know that they're not meeting those standards, and they they don't know that they don't know, and they don't know that they don't know it. So it's um, 
it's nice to be able to go in and help them understand coverage criteria, documentation criteria, and then help them build a uh, process to meet that criteria so that when they do get an audit, it's, and in my opinion, it's not if anymore, it's when, then they, they can meet the challenge of providing that documentation. And you and I have spoken before about the necessity of a policies and procedures manual, and not just one that you get off the shelf every three years to show to ABC or BOC or Medicare, but one that's actually a living document that helps guide your practice and helps train your uh, staff members so that if they do have a question, it's written down and everybody, and it's available to all of your staff. Um, staff development and communication, ensuring that everybody has the same information and that you don't just have somebody that's going rogue and, and makes up their own policies, but that there are um, true policies and procedures that meet uh, compliance standards. And I've just found that oftentimes that is not the case in, in many practices. Yeah, I think you're right. And well, two things. First of all, you mentioned the education and uh, surrounding or as it relates to document to proper documentation gathering. And, and I'm sure you have heard from your clients. I, I know we have heard from our members that the audits are definitely back and they have started up again. And to your point, they're, they're not going to go away. It's just a matter of time before they come to your practice. So, to have the proper knowledge and to be doing things the right way in terms of submitting 100% clean claims is obviously vitally important. I would like to, if you don't mind, I'd like to dig a little deeper into the policies and procedures manual um, or manuals that you offer. That is a question that OPGA receives frequently from our members. We get calls of people people looking for uh, updated and or new manuals. So could you tell me a little bit more about how your manuals help a practice? Absolutely. I, um, I saw the need uh, in my own practice as well as I would get the same questions. Can you please help us write one? Can you look at our the one that we have? Can we get it updated? And like I mentioned, oftentimes it, it, it's something that sits on the shelf and you only pull it out uh, when somebody comes to review it. Uh, I wanted to help develop something and it took me a while to do that because I did want it to be comprehensive. I wanted it to be a living document that we can help update. So we offer two different kinds. One is customized for that practice. But it's more of pretty standard, and it really speaks to the um, Demi Post quality standards by CMS, as well as the um, ABC standards. Uh, we're going to look into the BOC, but right now I really wanted to focus on that um, because that's where my because I am an ABC certified fitter, and we have ABC clinicians in our office. That that's where I wanted to focus at first. So we have the, the one that we will customize, but it's, it's fairly standard language. Uh, if, if they would like to customize it any further in their manual, they could. And then we offer another one where it, it is fully customized. So if you have 
very particular policies and procedures, a ha uh, employee handbook. We'll, we'll incorporate all of those and review them to ensure that it meets compliance. And it's and then you um, with that one, you get three edits in the process. And then uh, then after that, it, it would be an additional fee. But uh, th there are two additional fees. One is a, a set fee for the first one. And then the other one starts at um, a little bit higher fee so that we can customize it for those practices. Well, it certainly seems um, that there would be a place for, for both of those manuals. Can you maybe go a little or extrapolate a little bit more? in terms of, of what might be best for a certain size of practice? Is there any difference as it relates to, to that? Or I, I guess, tell me maybe a little bit more about the differences between the two manuals. Sure. So the first one is it meets, um, we went through all of the ABC standards and it meets all of those standards. It, it discusses those, what the, the policy in that office is. Uh, we uh, provide it with, you know, that information about those practices, whether it's it's um, one office or multiple locations, we will take all of the information that they uh, give us about either just one or all of them. I like to incorporate it all in the same manual. They can take out pages if they need to, but it it, it we take we have an intake questionnaire that we ask them all the pertinent information: who their compliance officer is what's their ownership structure, if they have an organizational chart. If they don't, we can help them make that. And we will customize um, what I call the, the customized version uh, for them. And then there's a truly customized version where maybe they already have some of those things written and they would like us to incorporate their particular policies and procedures, their handbook um, for their employees. Maybe they've even developed uh, new policies uh, in and around the pandemic and how they, uh, what their COVID response is, which is not required at this time uh, specifically by ABC or even Medicare, but maybe they want to include that. Or there's a real push to, um, to talk about uh, harassment in the workplace. And although that's addressed a little bit um, by Medicare and um I've actually was wondering about it in ABC and I can't find anything other than just one thing in the ethics policy that, so I would recommend developing an entire policy about that. Right. Uh, so we have some recommendations of the truly customized um, fully for practice. And then if they have multiple practices or, and what I mean by that is multiple offices, I would definitely would steer them to the fully customized version. And then that way we can, if they're, especially if they're in different states, there may be something in that state because one might be a licensure state and we would include anything about licensure and how they um, can process patients, uh, solicitation of patients, things like that as well. Gotcha. But like I said, that is a question that we frequently receive from our members. They're looking for uh, updated um, PMP manuals, and that again has me excited about the partnership that OPGA and, and OMP Insight have formed. And if I'm correct, you do provide OPGA members a slight discount on both versions of the manual, correct? We do. The they, OPGA members receive a um, five percent discount um, for either version of those. Great. So one final question for you, Leslie. 
if somebody would like to find out more information, where should they be directed to? So one thing I would love for people to join, I actually have an ONP info group on Facebook. It's a it's a private group, so just click to join. But if you look for O and P info group and it's O ampersand P, I prov- provide a lot of uh, compliance information there. You can contact me through there. I also have a website, onpinsight.com. And, uh, but they can contact me directly either through Facebook. They can get my information from you. Uh, my, um, email address is Leslie at onpinsight.com all spelled out. And my first name is spelled Leslie L E S L E I G H. Um, and they can certainly contact me to start that conversation find out what we can provide from policies and procedures manual, but also any of the compliance training that we do and all the support system that we've developed. One thing I'd like to mention, Todd, as well is, as probably all uh, prosthetic companies know, starting December 1st, the rollout of the prior authorization process for six prosthetic codes rolls out to the rest of the country. It started September 1st in Michigan, Texas, California, and Pennsylvania as kind of the test states. Um, From what I hear, it's going well. Most of the companies that I have talked to have received affirmed prior authorizations on their first try. So that is very encouraging. Um, But ensuring that your documentation is correct before it goes in, we can work with practices on that as well to review that documentation. And so we've done that for a few clients already. That's fantastic. And I'm hearing the same thing out of the the pilot group that things uh, to date have gone smoothly and that the program appears to be working. So that I appreciate you bringing that up. So I think that wraps it up today. Thank you again, Leslie, for your time and for all the great work you do in the ONP profession. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for this opportunity today and for my partnership with OPGA. I really appreciate all of you and your encouragement over the last few years. Thank you very much. Likewise, and everybody have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Industry Matters. Make sure you never miss an episode by visiting bgm.com forward slash Industry Matters podcast.